Serious intro, go! Hi, my name is Jeeva Sharma, and welcome to the Educational Beehive. Thank you for joining me again on today's podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me today. Oh, stop it, Riva. My name's Christina, by the way. Yes, she's also a student here at Georgia Tech. Indeed, indeed. The GT grind. Indeed. She is also a freshman like me, and um, that's why I think it's important to have her, because I feel like she can share with us a lot of her insight about how her school life is and all of the pressures she feels because as tech students there's a very heavy pressure we definitely feel for like an educational pressure to kind of perform And sometimes you just don't realize you're at the top public university in the nation. Sometimes it just hits you and you're like, dang, no wonder it's so hard. No, literally, because you're just trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Just trying to live day by day. <laughs> it, yeah, no. And especially when you when you get into this kind of mindset where you're comparing yourselves with other people, mm-hmm. it gets like really toxic and you're like... You're like, oh my gosh, well, this person just got an internship and this person just like, they did so much better than me on this midterm. And you're like, ugh. Maybe it's me. Like maybe this I need person to has so much free time. <laughs> or this person is there's so much other work by 2 p.m. So one of the things I wanted to actually talk about um, is something I've looked into recently, um, which actually kind of was a bit of an inspiration for t- today's episode. Um, wow. There's a TV show I watched during the winter last last semester um, called Alice in Borderland. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I feel like you'd really like it. You don't know Alice in Borderland? I don't know. This, this one of the things you gotta show me. Oh my gosh, yeah. We, have, we actually have a list made for her about like <laughs> Educate me on culture. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, um, so basically, like a kind of a brief summary and also why it's kind of relevant. Oh no, is there gonna be spoilers? Oh no, yeah. yeah it's fine if there's spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have t- asked you, but <laughs> I don't care about spoilers. It's just fun to tease people about it. So, I will show you this show though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna force you to watch it. So, it's about this, um, it this young man. Um, it's, it's a... It's like a... Kind of... I think it's like 10 episodes long. It's like a J-drama. Except it's also like dystopian-esque. Ooh, I like dystopian. I know, that's why I, I, I really <laughs> like it. It's about this guy named... Like... Al... Al... Al? <laughs> No, I just didn't want to pronounce. You know what? I'm just gonna call it Alice. Alice. Oh, Alice. Okay. Yeah, no, it's pronounced differently um, in the Ow. show, but I didn't want to get it wrong. Is this Alice and his friends? who are just like kind of doing their own thing one day and then they just get transported to like this like this version of their world that's just like that's like literally a copy except it's completely empty there's like no one there so and a weird dystopian isekai <laughs> basically <laughs> except it's much more darker but um in this new world um they're kind of like led to they're like forced to play these games mm-hmm. which are kind of like set up by someone they don't know jigsaw yeah, basically, and they and the de- the games are like extremely deadly. They basically just kind oh. of like um, trim the crowd. Like people have to. It's really like a battle to survive. Like people have to fight for their lives in these games, and they have to like do these puzzles and challenges and all these things. Um, 
And if they don't complete it, then they die. <laughs> and as they, as they keep going through the games, they discover this whole time that they were actually... Like, they didn't just, like, blink and appear in this world. Like, all of them were on the verge of death because in the real world they'd been hit by a comet and a bunch of <laughs> I know it's so except in this case it's not a truck oh it's a comet it's a comet it's a truck shaped yeah, comet no, the comet hit like thousands of people so all of these people were in a, like a little world between life and death like a purgatory and in Ooh, this world that they were experiencing it only lasted like a couple of seconds in the real world but they'd been in this world for like months Wait, and they so what happens if they die in the game if they die in they, this like purgatory place they die for real but if they like fight to survive and they keep pushing themselves then they survive but the interesting thing is they don't know they're in this purgatory so they're just like why do i have to keep playing these like terrible games that are so like emotionally like heart-wrenching and terrible and traumatizing if i don't even know if i'm going to be able to go home or like if i'm going to die or whatever's going to happen like they don't, they don't know what they're doing there they don't know what they're fighting for so basically like the whole point of the show is that the people who like even though there's no like hope or faith they just have to kind of like stick to that belief and that's how they get out of their alive and this is interesting because i could see a lot of similarities in our modern society because it's like kind of similar for us students like we don't know what our outcome is going to be in all of this like we don't know what we're fighting for we're kind of just like handed this like decent set of instructions as soon as we enter school which is like work really hard so you can get into college work really hard so you can graduate work really hard so you can get a job but a lot of time people don't even know what they're working yeah for. especially when you just get out of high school because mm -hmm. there's so many different routes you go you go technical school you get apprenticeships internships or not go to college or go to college and there's so many routes and a lot of people try to pick college because it just seems like a more straightforward to gain the easy route but it's such a huge investment of time and money and there's so many other different options you mm -hmm. have but you don't really see it and not everybody realizes that it's such a big it's such a monumental investment it's and it, it can be so draining it's like this mm -hmm. ultimatum you have like you either work or that's it for you like you have no future and that can be really scary for everyone because mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god what happens if i fail this class or what happens if i don't get my diploma like what mm -hmm. is going to happen to me and i think in a way we as asians feel more of that pressure especially with our parents who were immigrants yeah. and immigrated here to the U.S. and just started from like the ground and had to build their way up and just wants their kids to be able to live a life exactly. without having to struggle like they did. Except we are struggling, but in a different way that they had to. I know, and this is like this. This can this adds on to like how much pressure we feel, and just like in the TV shows talking about, like there was just there was just this unknown. Like they were all facing this unknown, and it was like, where where is the motivation coming from? Like, are we just supposed to blindly fight or like fight to survive? Are we just supposed to blindly do as we're told? It's like it's confusing, but it's also really unfair to people who don't know what they're what they want or don't know where they fit in and all of this. And that also leads me to talk about like 
a lot of things going on in our generation, like, especially towards minorities, like, our generation has, like, the highest rates of, like, suicide and depression and anxiety and all these mental health issues that, like, any other generation has had before, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, like, it's, like, the education system has existed for a long time, but, like, I don't think in the history, like, in history at all, like, we've ever seen a generation as, like, I don't want to say troubled, but we are really troubled. Pretty mentally troubled. No, we're so mentally troubled. We're so stressed. There's so many problems we have, and we're just like, why? What the show reminds me of, because he said that after a while, they start to question stuff, right? Yeah. So that brings into psychology. There's two types of motivation. There's extrinsic motivation, and then there's intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. External comes from external surroundings, and intrinsic comes from the motivation you come mm-hmm. up for yourself intrinsic motivation lasts far longer and is far more effective than external motivation and our generation it seems like we have so much external pressures turning into external motivations for us we hardly have the time to develop our own intrinsic motivation to drive us further in life which is why in our adolescence we're all just burnt out because we just had so much it's like we're kind of given what our motivation should be mm-hmm. like from our parents who like telling us like this is what we need in life this is what we want from like what we see in like like social media and what we see from our peers like oh this is what I'm, I'm supposed to want like this is what I like I want to have a big house and a family and maybe children but like obviously I mean, <laughs> external stuff it's but just, it's like forms yeah. conformity doesn't it it's like these things these mindsets you're kind of like you adopt and like all these different social settings but like the, the funny thing of our generation is that we don't even need to like be physically present in those social settings like I, for example like in my church like I feel like I adopted a mindset where I was like okay like I want to be like super um super holy and kind of just like like this just really good person or whatever who's just like super like devoted and devout or like in my house I was like okay I want to be like this really good daughter who like makes my parents proud or around my friends I was like okay I want to be someone really cool and interesting to like so I can have a lot of friends but it was like as I changed through different like social situations it was like what I wanted changed depending on where I was and like who was around me and what essentially what they thought I should be like they kind of expected from me and that kind of changed into what I expected for myself but like it took a lot of like self-reflection for me to realize that a lot of those things weren't exactly what I wanted for myself it was mostly what I thought other people wanted for me and that's why I kind of wanted to you know that's why I thought it was normal because I just kind of accepted it because if all these people around me are believing that it's normal and that this is what should be this is what should happen then I was like oh maybe they obviously know better than I do but I don't think anyone really knows what you need, like, for yourself. I feel like that's something you, you're only able to discover, like, when you're kind of, like, alone to think for yourself. But, like, our generation is just, we just have so much going on that we, we haven't really been able to develop 
independently. Mm, especially with social media nowadays, how we're just so absorbed by our own phones that just also removes the time for us to spend on ourselves and develop internally. Instead, we're just constantly bombarded by the external stuff and glued to our phones with social media and like TikTok. How exactly. the TikTok? TikTok oh my God. Do you know how young people are like going on TikTok? Like the kids they're I used to read it. My neighbors, like they, they're like I don't know, like seven or eight. They were on TikTok. They would be scrolling. Literal them. infants <laughs> just sitting in the grocery shopping cart, have a phone in front of them. Just exactly. you know, like, they don't even understand. You know, for example, you know how like children who grow up with racist parents or something will like grow up like having like racist beliefs until they're kind of like old enough to like realize that it's wrong. It's kind of like that. Like children on TikTok, like they don't even have the mental capacity to like form their own like understanding of what is right and wrong. They're just like as soon as they just absorb what is giving to them, and they're just like, oh, this is the truth. Like this is this is reality. Because children are very impressionable. Yeah. They want to mimic and reflect exactly. what they see, so especially if it's an adult or some authority figure or someone they respect. They want to replicate what that person is doing. Exactly, and like the way this is like, like growing up, this is like having so much of an influence on children and entire generations ever having like the same mindset of like what they're raised on, like TikTok culture, mm-hmm. and it's like the way that this can easily become like I mean, Gen Alphas, so scared. Oh, Gen Alpha, oh. it's like they like they are absorbing so much information so fast, and it's like. Like, where in that space have they been able to develop by themselves? Like, and a lot of that stuff is also just surface level or just pure junk. Exactly. It's it's not even real information. I feel like I was talking like, to you about this the other day. Have you seen one of those girl facts? Exactly. <laughs> no, like real information is like drowned out in the sea of information delivered mm-hmm. to us based on like what's considered popular, and that means that like actual like meaningful information that we never actually get to see it. And that changes what is actually factual to us. Like what we actually end up believing is what we end up like, what we are told. Because there's no other way for us to know unless we like go out of our way to seek out that information, which most people don't. Because like, well, we live in a very fast-paced world. It's like, yeah. give it to me now. Yeah. I, so I if someone, if like the top news story is, oh my God, Donald Trump got arrested. Like, I'm just like, You're okay. like, oh no, Donald Trump got arrested. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the most important thing. Like, they just parroted it, and then they spread it to everybody, and nobody knows like the actual details. They just know. And this is something like important. Like, this becomes this overrides. Like, for example, I don't remember when the Amazon was burning down or that like big church thing. I forget the name. Notre Dame. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, the, that was, like, those were super... Or even, like, the, um... In, like, the... Like, the... Some not, like, now, even they're filtering out, like, actual, like, events occurring around us, like, school shootings and, like, wars, like, Ukraine. Like, that was... Like, I, when I went through TikTok, I saw it, but it was, like, kind of barely there. I was, like, like, popularity and controversy just thrive together. Exactly. They go hand in hand. Like, what's considered important and interesting is, like most of the time kind of irrelevant it's like it's mostly just something controversial exactly it's like 
the, like what we actually now what we focus and what we focus our attention to isn't what we're like we need to be and what's actual actually important because now we can get immediate like we can get information at like, the blink of eye like we can just get whatever we yes. want whenever so we want easy to weaponize if you understand that people would just only look at surface level stuff mm -hmm. and not fact check and analyze and critically then you just think. don't need to care about that stuff yes, anymore you could just easily weaponize an entire generation you could just feed them false information and then immediately they could all form a whole swarm which is actually leading me into my next mm -hmm. topic because um kind of like weaponizing that is something i believe our society is already doing to cancel us. culture cancel culture and also um work culture work culture work culture like how we kind of overwork ourselves also oh, kind of like the hustle culture as well exactly like um for example like when people start to romanticize the way they work and like pushing themselves i feel like earlier in a generation it used to be kind of like a fun thing to be like oh i stayed up all night or i stayed up for 10 hours last night or i've been working all week i haven't had a blink it was like a way to brag about how yeah. hard you were working exactly. but in a way it was also a way to disguise the emotional pain to just be like oh it's so yeah this is so fun i can talk to my friends about how i've been staying up all night yeah, but actually, that's just not healthy it's not healthy it, it, even talking about it that way that's just not healthy because it didn't it just constitutes and contributes to the mindset that oh this is probably normal then it's probably normal no, but that's what we're i mean we, we're doing that still like i feel like we recognize that more and that's why we kind of stopped making those jokes mm -hmm. but we're doing that like in kind of a disguised way now like through like if you see on social media people who are like like oh my god like get ready to study for 16 hours straight with me and then you go to like a little starbucks oh, yeah, you see all <laughs> You know, they have like cute iPod, iPad, look, let's go through. Oh, look at my energetic notes. All these washi tapes are just taped to help hold together my fragile life. And then it'll be like, oh my gosh, get your life together with me. Like, let's like go on an extreme diet and like, yeah, let's purge my room of everything I own. And then let's go a thrift store haul. Oh my gosh. And then they'll be like, oh, the like the mean girl aesthetic, the cool girl aesthetic, the book girl aesthetic. The clean girl aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Where you're just kind of like, okay, this is something this is they're kind of just laying out the groundwork for people to just completely adopt a different mm -hmm. persona and, and the thing is beliefs. with all these aesthetics it preys on consumerism especially capitalism oh, yeah. and contributing to overconsumption but that's a whole number of topic <laughs> our main topic is conformity but all those aesthetics also brings a whole lot of people trying to conform to that aesthetic because they're seeing all these people with such perfect lives having this aesthetic so it's like well, this aesthetic seems to suit me, so if I do this aesthetic, my life will be perfect again. Exactly. And I could just hold everything together with those pretty washi tape. <laughs> washi tape. No, it's yeah, no, it's definitely unfair unfair, especially to like people who can't even afford to live that aesthetic that's mm -hmm. being kind of like Or just thrift shopping. Exactly. Oh my god, thrift shopping is another thing. Like, yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other topic. Let's not stray too far. But it's kind of just like um like weaponizing submissive ignorance like mm -hmm. you're you don't even have to like make people go out and do these things because you raise them in this mindset where they feel like they have to do it to themselves and they're primed by just constantly scrolling through all these things and passively absorbing information that just 
yeah that's what mm-hmm. that's what they believe is true the truth and natural like for example i know this is true because when i grew up in like an extremely religious household like i believe certain things that i don't believe now like i was very harsh on myself and i was very like unforgiving and i was and i don't think that's who like now when i step outside that mindset i don't think i even liked living that way mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like what i believed was the truth and what was reality and i was like okay well i like i don't know i can't speak back to my parents or i'm going to hell <laughs> like, like, this, is, this is it for me but it was like when you grow up under that mindset like if there's no if there's no other option like you're not given any other options then there's no point in even like making an effort to look into that because you're just like oh this is the truth this is reality mm-hmm. i even if i don't like it i have to accept I mean, it in, in a way also just culture shaped my relationship with my parents because you know i've always loved my parents but the thing is that culture around us in american culture they're always talking about like tiger parents and stuff mm-hmm. and oh your parents are gonna kill you if you get a bad grade and all that so and i know i know that is absolutely not true of my parents because they are willing to support me in whatever i try to do they just want me to live a happy life in a productive and fulfilling manner mm-hmm. without falling into drugs or something exactly. it's just trying to live a healthy sustainable and fulfilling life mm-hmm. but as I was going to school, people were feeding me all these stereotypes about what I should believe about my family. And in order to fit in, I kind of adopted those stereotypes to like laugh with them. Mm-hmm. And in a way that indirectly changed how it's I was like viewing my parents. taking away your perspective. Mm-hmm. And that just absolutely hurted me when I came to that realization of how I was seeing my parents was not shaped by how I knew them. It was shaped by what other people were telling me about them, even though I know my parents way better than some 15-year-old fisherman white boy who goes out hunting and go pew, pew, pew. It's so funny because you know something similar happened to me in high school. Like, this girl said that my parents were, like, would force me to, like, run every day to get good at cross-country or whatever. Which is, like, her parents were like super abusive like they make her run all the time girl, she was she was racist it's so she racist was, she was racist because she's like oh because we were talking about how we need to study a lot because the exams were coming up mm. she's like well at least my I, my my parents don't need to make me study so hard like yours do i'm like excuse me what no like and she's like yeah like you're you're asian right so your parents just make you study all the time don't you I'm like, the heck? No, exactly. It's like they're taking away our like individual experiences mm-hmm. and just kind of like merging them mm-hmm. with this whole kind of group conception where it's like, oh, this is basically what I've seen through the media, social media, or what, what I've accepted as the truth based on what other people told me without like actually asking other people about their experience it's like that's also like stereotypes like (laughs) that is the definition of stereotypes and how like like our generation i mean definitely more than other generations we have made that effort but we're still very we're still very much into the group mindset like it's very easy to manipulate the way we believe it's very easy to be a part of the hive mind because we're also interconnected through social media podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, because we we live through like a hive mind. Like I I know people used to say like, oh my gosh, like high school is like some kind of like social system where like everyone kind of has this unspoken rule of like who fits in where and like what you where you were born, what you say, what you wear, like attributes to like the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. Which is like like oh my god, yeah. When you said Tumblr girl, I said it. The Pinterest aesthetic. But like after high school we were like, oh maybe we're free from that. But like our generation, I don't think we're ever gonna be free from the hive mindset because we live interconnected now. Like that's just something we're gonna have to live with. And that's really bad because like we I don't think we can be able to like realize or like differentiate our ignorance from like actual facts and kind of like what is the truth and what we were kind of just like led to believe based off what we saw Mm -hmm. because the more often we see something the more we accept it as reality and as facts like even if we see something and we're just like okay this is stupid like i don't care about this Mm -hmm. if we keep we keep like seeing it over and over again our brain is like okay this is important and it stores it as like information so the person in control of releasing that information can basically just control what we believe mm-hmm. and the thing is social media is so prevalent so you're gonna find somebody who's similar to you with those beliefs and then it could easily become an echo chamber and you mm. just never realize that there could be a whole nother perspective you could have oh yeah like when you find someone um, especially social media like figures like someone who's like popular on social media because they're like some kind of like celebrity and you're just like oh this person seems so nice based on like what i see from like what they're showing me and then you kind of take that and accept that fact you're like oh this is a really good person like this person is great and then everyone is super surprised when some kind of scandal comes out and they're like oh this person's actually super racist and like their old tweets surface and they're like wow i never would have thought well that's because we're not in control of the information that they are giving to us they're the ones in control so they can choose to pick they can pick and choose the best parts of themselves to show and with influencer like with mega mega fan bases like they could just be like they start hating on somebody and all their fans they just they don't question it at all they just swarm to that person and start hating on them as well you know like so there's some celebrities now who like their for example like their relative or their boyfriend will have like done something super bad in the past and then everyone will be like okay let's hate the celebrity now we're just like oh like we we aren't given we have like no evidence of any facts like we don't know anything about the celebrity did or what the situation is mm-hmm. but it's kind of like this group mindset of like cancel culture where it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna what's it called cancel someone for like actions that they did not commit without even having any evidence and then when it comes out where it's like oh this person like never really happened oh, i'm so sorry like this is so sad but it's like we weird like our culture is very toxic that's why a lot of people feel like really insecure like i think especially in our generation so much social anxiety as well exactly like because we're constantly comparing ourselves to like what we see on social media like all of these like beautiful models on social media or just they're, like, constantly seeing other people's perspectives exactly. like some mad service worker and then everybody becomes scared of asking a service worker like what's just their order or if an order went wrong like confronting that service worker and just being like hey this was wrong can you fix it please because then they also see a tiktok of that service worker being like guess what this parent came over and asked me to change your order me 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 yeah we we have so many beliefs that simply like aren't 
Oh, Twitter is such a dumpster fire. <laughs> Twitter is like the ultimate example. Yeah, no, apparently you go on Twitter and you go down a dark hole that you will never come out of. It's like a path straight to hell. <laughs> There's no escape. Like, I was also thinking, like, like, you know, like, you see someone, for example, like, on social media, like, oh, or even on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, I just got accepted into Harvard, the college of my dreams, like, oh my gosh, I just won this huge scholarship and all of those things, and you're just like, whoa, like, why isn't that me or whatever? Or you see someone who's, like, super beautiful, and you're just like, whoa, like, wh like what am I doing? Like, well, maybe it's me. And then you just end up in, like, this cycle of self-criticism, <laughs> where you're, like, constantly blaming yourself for not being what everyone else is where you're like okay I need to be similar to what everyone else is like I like, this is how society kind of controls you but the thing is all these people have like this certain aspect about oh them that's yeah, good they're so and then you, so just, you just see all those aspects and then you so just you never see all those aspects in one person yeah. but you expect it you only to see the be in best. one person which is you you only see the best part of everyone mm -hmm. that's what they get to show you because we're in control of the information release so we'll only show the best parts to everyone and that's just gonna make everyone think like okay this person's working super hard like from what I've seen and that means I have to work super hard like look at like I have to be super talented I have to be smart I have to be cool <laughs> and like you end up like conforming like you are your own conformer like you're placing these own pressures on yourself it's like a psychological trick and like you just lose your own autonomy and like all the things that make you special and all the things that make you happy because you give those up for the sake of being part of the whole because you're under the impression that this is what you need to be happy but that's just you know that's not true because most people more people are more depressed now than ever before like everyone like especially like people who are like super talented super smart like i have so many friends who are just amazing at people but they just can't see that because they're just comparing themselves mm -hmm. to others and like I don't know, like ingesting all this information about what they think they should be and it's it's so toxic like because not only does it take away the things that make you happy but it just like it takes away everything from our generation that's like supposed to like that's what we're missing I think that other generations before like this huge influx of technology and media had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we've lost a lot of creativity and passion for things. Like, we kind of live in this, like, day-to-day -day work cycle where, like, okay, we just push through the work and then we can romanticize it later by having a cute dinner and stuff. And the thing is, creativity dies when it's under so much stress and pressure and depression. And yeah. then it's hard for it to come out because you have all these other things weighing yourself yeah. down. And it's like, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Creativity is at the very peak yeah. of that pyramid. Yeah. And so there's so many things. There's like basic needs. There's you need to have community. You need to have love with and around people. Mm -hmm. And then just being able to be true to yourself. And then then you, there's so many things you need to get through to get to creativity. But when you're stressed out and depressed and lack empathy and lack connection with other people, you're so low on the pyramid. There's not much creativity left. It's just emptiness. And it's so bleak and dark and lonely. And it's not even yours. Like, the funny thing is that 
like no one wants this i don't think anyone if anyone knew about this i don't think anyone would try to i mean i feel like i like to think, think that edgy 13 year old <laughs> edgy edgy emo 13 year old don't be like oh no, totally i'm love literally it. i've like grown up thinking like oh my gosh i'm in control of myself like i don't conform to no one <laughs> stick to the man like no i'm always just like uh, like i'm so you know like i don't i'm not trying to change myself or other people but you know that's like the if we deny it that's kind of just being stupid because it's so true like everyone is changing themselves in little ways like everyone is trying to fit in somewhere <laughs> unconsciously or consciously and like no matter how hard we try to run from it like we're always going to be conforming in different ways like either the way we talk like the things we talk about like the the way we dress the way we I don't anything like everything it's just we're all a part of something that we have no control over and that draws the question like then who has control and like what happens when the wrong person has control mm. like why we are so distracted thinking about ourselves that we forget that there's just like when there's someone else giving out all this information and like the people in control are the people that recognize what's at play exactly whether that be you or other people exactly like especially um the people in control of like social media like they know what they're doing <laughs> they, like social media gurus they're trying to make it more and more addicting mm-hmm. for more yeah, and they just know how to work the system so that more of their stuff gets out there yeah and it's like but what happens when they lose control of it and then we just get like this gigantic monster that's just like kind of like my friend you know the toxic fortnite and the minecraft game bases and the dream stands and the bts stands like this is gonna sound completely weird in the next few years or so <laughs> because of how quickly the social pop culture landscape changes, but there's so many fans, fandoms, just all these communities of people all gathered under one popular person mm. that can be weaponized to do anything. And most of the people, even the people they're gathered under, aren't in control of themselves. It's like their managers, the company, mm-hmm. and they get to control their image and what they put out. There was a massive scandal a couple years back in the Minecraft community because there was a Minecraft update mm-hmm. that was coming up and there were these three new uh, mods that were being added to the game. Mm-hmm. And one very popular Minecraft YouTuber told all of his fans to pick this one mob as a joke. Everybody picked it and that became the mod in the game. Oh, oh. Yeah. And it was- Did he even- did he think everyone was gonna pick it, or was he just, like, joking? He was just joking. Oh no. And everybody picked it, and that's what got added exactly. to the game, instead of all and these other And no one's things. in control of him. Like, no one- there's no one to touch base on his level of power. The, the thing is, the, the kids- the kid's not even an adult. Exactly. But he's able to weaponize millions exactly. with just a single tweet. It's it's so scary because at the, at the same time, it's just like, oh my god, like, this guy should like, take responsibility. But at the same time, it's not his fault that our world works the way it does. 
like we live in the this kind of we live in this culture where it's like there's a certain level of fault that could be attributed but there's other things to consider as well but it's like at the same time you're like oh who's to take responsibility like the kids like who but they're they're too young to understand that they're being influenced by something that's you know out of their control like is it like i think it's just like the way we we operate like i think the way people are brought into this mindset of putting all their trust and faith into someone and then like for example like fans like diehard fans who like go out of their way and like do things that like mm, for example if there's like a scandal for example <laughs> the amount of times i said for example just be Selena gomez now that's one like she broke up with him like like years ago right mm-hmm. but her fan base like even out of even without her saying is like constantly torment tormenting his like new wife Haley Bieber and they'll constantly like pick up things like she's doing and be like oh she she wants to be Selena Gomez so bad and, like she's like their marriage is terrible and like they'll just uh, they'll they'll hate on her without even Selena even asking them to which is like she she doesn't have control of her fan base at this point because she's you know told them like guys stop like leave these people alone mm-hmm. but at the same time like they are like because they grew up under this mindset where it's like okay you have to protect your fan like you have to support them and like this is right so therefore they see this bullying and harassment as someone as something that's considered right and okay like if Haley Bieber was to like become super depressed or like trying to do something to herself then everyone would soon suddenly change like, change up and they'd be like oh my god like oh my gosh you guys how dare you bully this like, poor innocent girl <laughs> but even though like a couple of days ago they were hating on her because they were kind of like projecting their own image of her because they were already favor favoring this one artist but like once those like it's like exactly how it's scary once those actions kind of get out of control mm-hmm. and how we can normalize things that just really aren't okay you know to the podcast i hope you enjoyed that short break we are introducing the a new but also a very familiar face in case you've watched the other episodes of the podcast yes the yes. multitude of episodes <laughs> there's there will be multiple episodes actually so there are already multiple exactly <laughs> anyways um i hope you will all give a well, warm welcome to safir mitani hi thank you for having me on today yes safir is also a student at tech and he's also a freshman so um yeah no it's great talking to you i'm so glad you joined us thank you yeah so um just a little bit of context about me in terms of this whole thing about conformity uh i started off as a business major so i've seen quite a couple of uh situations of conformity in both the classroom and other uh, business related organizations since conformity often plays a role in terms of the way people rise up the the, uh, corporate ladder and besides that i look forward to getting some new perspective on it from a psychological perspective since i'm changing my major to neuroscience so uh that'll be fun wow that sounds fun yeah no i'm i think it's actually really interesting how you were able to kind of 
decide for yourself what you wanted to do because I feel like a lot of students like coming into tech especially really early on are kind of just um, play into what they're expected to do or and that's why a lot of them just end up a little confused on which major they even want because like especially like freshmen like oh my gosh in high school you barely understand yourself and what you want so kind of like setting your entire future based on that like just like it's like such a monumental decision for like such a young person to make the funny thing is, I don't even think that decision has been completed yet. I mean, technically it has been because I'm changing at the end of the semester. But who knows what I'll do in the future, right? I think there is a lot of pressure for us to pick something and stick to it. And while I think it's good to stick to your guts and what you're doing, it's also okay to change because it's something that I'm, I'm trying to come to terms with in life. But the truth of the matter is that it's not linear and you can't always stick with something just because mm -hmm. everyone says it's a good idea yeah people a lot of people feel afraid to change what they what they're or at least what's expected of them to do kind of like especially in today's world with our job market it's just like do i do what i want to do versus like do i do what i need to what do the top qualities of x job yeah and what yeah. do i need like to do, do how much do i have to give up in order to kind of just like meet this future reality that I've kind of been working for. Yeah, so we need to break out of that mindset. So you were talking about what were potential solutions? So there's this thing called cognitive delusion, which is basically like separating yourself from your thoughts and kind of just recognizing them as like mental events where like I feel like that could be difficult for a lot of people because we're kind of grown up under this like hive mindset where we attribute kind of like the facts and standards of what is true um even if we're completely ignorant about the truth and we kind of just like accept that as reality and we don't really like like you were saying earlier like we don't really look at ourselves and what we want versus like it can like it can be hard to separate yourself in that sense mm -hmm. because you're kind of just too focused on following this like pattern of behavior that everyone else is doing and again with social media just permeating and taking up so much time just leaving hardly any time for intrinsic evaluation yeah no like that's the important thing like that's how you kind of like the, and the important thing the important solution is not just like separating yourself from group mindset and kind of like learning to create a barrier between what you are taught to believe and what you genuinely know is right and what you want to believe mm -hmm. but like it's also about perception like the more you understand your environment and like how how that contributed to the way you are the person you are and the way you are like inherently biased to believe some things like the farther you'll get i think in being able to develop yeah, but that takes way of action to do. Yeah, no. You need to actually take action and so because all this time beforehand you would be pathically absorbing everything, right? Yeah. So there's gotta be a point where that person would have to actually recognize that and take action for themselves because they can't just still be spoon-fed what to believe now after well, that, that revelation. Yeah. I think we're at a very special, momentous time in our lives because for a lot of us, it's our first time living away from home. And at this point, this is the point where we ask ourselves, 
with the way I've conducted myself over the last 18, 19 or so years, it's been a formulation of what I've been told at school, what my parents have told me, what my religion has told me if you're religious, or just what everything I've experienced up until now has told me, but now you're on your own, and the question is now, what do I keep from those prior experiences, and what do I dispose of? And that's not to say that everything you've learned in the past is, uh, is useless, it's really not, because a lot of the stuff that's old is also, I mean, it's cliche, but the old is gold. But regardless, I mean, the, the question now becomes, what do I keep and what do I dispose of? No, I like, I completely understand what you're saying. You know, like when you grow up in all these different social environments, it's just like you kind of, like your immediate understanding of the world and what's, like what to believe in is already given to you based on like all the people you're surrounded with. And you really don't really have control over that, like where you're born or what kind of family you're born into so it's definitely like that's what i find interesting because like when are we actually prompted into like this conscious state of like a desire to take action to do things which is something i want to talk about because like i don't know if you guys have watched this movie which i'm adding to the list which i mentioned about this earlier it's called um, it's called don't look up have you seen that movie it sounds familiar i mean i've seen trailers and stuff oh my gosh. So, it's so happy <laughs> it's so fun to talk about i was actually watching like a bunch of videos about it last night because i just went into this rabbit hole anyways it's about this um this like uh, astronomer and like his like her her professor and they just discover this comet is like hurling towards earth and they're just like oh my god so they go to the president and they're like we're gonna die like this man this humanity extinction comet is headed towards us like what do we do and then the president is just like oh like well and she's supposed to kind of be like a <laughs> she's supposed to like um a parody for like donald trump just make sure you don't spoil it too much for the viewers <laughs> in case they don't want spoilers you know yeah exactly Okay, I will. I will not spoil. This is actually just the the entire plot. I mean, not. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like the synopsis like this is what is supposed to happen so basically the president doesn't really take action she like you know like kind of like trump towards climate change she's just like oh this isn't real like they're like no and then when she actually is forced to confront it she's just like okay let's see how i can use this to make a profit for myself or whatever and it's just like this whole thing where like all these people like we were talking about earlier how like people will like believe in a person like rel religiously and like follow their actions and everything as if it's like the ultimate truth um mindlessly without having an opinion of their own and basically like this whole cult of people like in the nation is just like separated versus people the people who believe that the comet is real and people who believe that it isn't and even though it's like it's like super obvious like they can see it hurling towards them in the sky there are people who are like oh don't look up don't look at the comet like, it's a support it's, so it's so funny to watch because it's like the whole thing is just supposed to be satire because like like it, it's supposed to be so aggressively obvious that like they're being stupid where but it's like it's our reality it's like events that haven't happened yet but they're like currently going on like our like our society refused to believe that climate change has like this group of people who refuse to believe that it's real and like um a president who prompted that to action how that actually like even though we were given hard facts from like scientists and people we placed our faith and beliefs in like we as a society like 
we're so easily influenced and turned the other way. And then it was just like, okay, when were we? <clears throat> when will we be prompted to action? Because in the movie, they're like they're constantly trying to prompt people into action. Like, oh my gosh, like we have to stop the comet. Like we have to save ourselves. Like everyone needs to do something, but everyone, but no one seems to take it seriously, just because they're not like thinking about it for themselves. And even if they do believe in it, they don't really know what to do. So that's another thing I want to talk about. Cause like we we may like as a generation we're very self-aware of a lot of things especially oh my gosh like people have learned about how childhood trauma is like an in huge effect on like how you are the person you are today but that wasn't a thing in the past everyone was just like oh why am i such a like terrible person why can't i trust other people but now we're just like oh my god since i have my father left me like this all those things she but, never like, came back after being with the milk exactly it's like we're more self-aware now but like at the same time we don't really act on that awareness you know like i can be self-aware that i like uh, i don't know some for example like you can be self-aware that you're like depressed or something or you can be self-aware that you're in an abusive relationship but you like you still there's like a point in which you need to act on it but you don't know how and it's like i feel like our generation has all these tools just we just don't know how to use them like we have we, we understand that we conform in different ways like we understand like that there's this social culture and popularity and everything and we know about those things and yet we unconsciously or even maybe even consciously we will submit to them and we will like perpetuate our own ignorance like we will we know that social media is bad for us like oh my gosh when the social dilemma came out everyone was like social media bad bad social media no but we still go on it like all the time like we know these things but we still actively engage in them i think it's in a sense it's like biologically hardwired into us to conform because i mean people used to live in tribes and they'd be like hunter gatherers and stuff like that and if you don't conform, you basically get like yeeted out of the group. I mean, like it's the end of the day. You're like, 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 like I'm gonna gather my own berries and not share it with anybody else. I'm apparently starved. And then everybody else is just like, screw you. You don't exactly. contribute anything. Like, why are you still here? You know, like the people who are the more powerful are the ones who like are able to not just perceive but kind of act on these under their own understanding. Yeah. And, and totally random, but this just popped up into my mind. I've noticed something interesting. As long as you say literally anything confidently enough, a good amount of people will believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's literally <laughs> Donald Trump and the climate change thing. Everyone believed when he was just like, climate change isn't real. Everyone was just like, oh my gosh, like, he's right. Like, look at this guy. Like, he knows what he's doing. And so what are some things to counteract that sort of thought? Uh-huh. What if we play, play a fun game right now? Okay. I love games. Give me something absolutely absurd to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it very confidently, and I'm gonna back it up with facts and statistics and just make it sound so legit. Mm-hmm. Pimples have bulbous nipples. <laughs> I don't know what facts you can add to that. That's like biological. Am I allowed to say this? Will the like FCC? That door door is actually a part of the wall. Like you, that's not a door. 
It just looks like a door. Okay, let's let's do this. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick look at this door on the wall. Door. Now the reality of the matter is that the door is the wall, or the wall is the door, and that is because have you touched the door? No, and that is because the handle is so hot. But the reality is that it's not a handle. It's just that the entire wall is hot, and if it's you touch it, you'll get burnt. Oh. So I had a hot, exactly. The sun is right behind this wall. Oh my god, that's why it's so bright. I mean, exactly, right? There's a window pane wow. that's actually part of the wall, and the sun is shining through it, and if you touch it, you'll get burnt. Now, if you're doubting me, of course, by all means, go ahead and touch it. Figure out if it's actually a door or not. But trust me, I can tell you with 100% certainty that it's not a door, it's just a part of the wall, and it's really hot to the touch, so I wouldn't suggest you to touch it because I care about you and I value you as uh, one of my own companions. Fine, guys. Prime example. Amazing. So, what just, Maybe I just can't leave. The so, <laughs> so, what just happened is like. I, I mean, it's obviously laughable, but folks will use fear in order to make it sound like if you go and try to find the truth, Your argument became so much more convincing when you said something about it burning, because then, like, all the, for, at first, I was just like, okay, why is he trying to control me? Because you know how, like, we go into, like, if some, we were in fear that someone's trying to control us, we will immediately, like, rebel? But, like, when you started saying, like, oh, the door is hot, like, I care about you, like, then my, my entire perspective changed. Exactly, and it's not even a door, it's part of the wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and exactly. My and, bad. And so, like, by adding an element of fear to mm -hmm. trying to find the truth, it it makes people less likely to find out. And then when you add your own personal interest in the person, like at the end, I'm like, I care about you like you're my own companion, then that makes, that adds a level of sincerity that's not actually real. No, because politicians, maybe I shouldn't go to but like, <laughs> but like um, people, people with power in our society use control so many different ways and in so many different disguised methods that we're just kind of, um, immune to like its effects i'm not immune but like immune to understanding but, like immune to having our own autonomy over what we believe because we're unconsciously being controlled in like ways that you know like you know when you hear someone talking on the news you're just like okay well this is just like a person on my television screen like they can't force me to do anything they can't control me but like it's the funny thing is that we as humans are just there's so many different ways to like control people without actually having to go and like grab their arms and pull strings and stuff like you can especially through social media like just having them scroll and perceive the same information over and over again you can change their thought process you can change how they perceive facts and what they think is important without even having to like force them to be okay this is important like you should be like you should think about your appearance all the time you can see that with influencers exactly <laughs> But again, with the solutions, what what could be done to prevent people just gathering up an entire mass and exactly. just believing that the door is the wall? Ultimately, like uh, the solution is actually the most simple one, and but it's it's not about. It's about kind of enabling the people, especially people listening to this podcast. Like once you're given information, you're like, oh my god, what do I do with this? Like how do I move forward knowing this? Like people will know about social media, how it's like bad for them, they'll still go on doing it because they're just like, 
I can't just completely cut myself off from social media. Like, this is how I grew up. This is my life. These are my friends. I can't just stop conforming to like the way people dress or act because this is how I avoid social exclusion. This is how I fit in with society. Yeah, let me just show up wearing a mini fridge. You <laughs> already showed up wearing e-pay pants or something. <laughs> it's not about changing the way you act in me, or at least not acting on that immediately. It's about mm, changing your counter arguments and kind of just like, it's about self-diving into your mindset and kind of recognizing the things you view as facts and the things you like believe in, like religiously believe in, faithfully. Oh no, I'm diving into religion by accident. <laughs> I meant just like blindly believe in. Okay, that sounds worse. <laughs> the things you just very much trust in and you put like a bunch of faith in like what other people tell you and kind of just like reorganizing your mindset to be like, okay, who am I? Like who, who am I? <laughs> exactly because people really don't think about how where what they where they've come from and how it affects the, the things they believe in and actually i think this podcast would be a great way because in each of our episodes we can dive into different aspects of self-identity and how that has contributed to our persona in our current day and kind of like how we can use that to our advantage knowing that knowing that we know because that's kind of a funny thing to say knowing that you know mm. like for example have you guys read the book 1984 yep. yes <laughs> and the greatest first step towards just becoming your own like autonomy yeah towards your own autonomy is having knowledge exactly. and that's why so many people throughout history so many leaders have tried to burn and just exactly no. trash knowledge and just mm. completely remove it from existence have you read brave new world no okay well that's that's really interesting because it's actually way more similar to our society right now than 1984 it's like the author of 1984 wrote the book to warn people about what happens when the government has too much control over your autonomy right like about controlling what you say what you like if the government can control everything you do then like you you have no other choice like even if you don't want to you have no other choice until you are part of their like existence brave new world is interesting because you have complete autonomy but you just you're too ignorant to understand it like you're raised so ignorant that you just blindly follow the government and you have they that is their like passive way of controlling you and i feel like we live in an environment where we are being passively controlled and that's why it's very scary because we don't need to be like shackled and held down just social like, media and, is such yeah. a great passive controller it is such a big great passive controller and like especially why our generation is suffering way more than past generations in that sense and why future generations are at so much more of a risk because they're just growing up on the feed and that constant ingesting media and stuff and i don't think we're even like properly like wired to be able to take in this much information at the same time because like especially like the short amount of information we just keep like scroll scroll more and more different all at once yeah and like 
I I personally believe that evolution is a real thing, but like, I don't think we went through 10,000 plus years of evolution just for our brains to take in like clip after clip after clip after clip after clip, and it's it's quite addictive because like there is a whole dopamine boost that's associated with that, so stuff that you typically might have found in, like really enjoyable for example becomes less enjoyable because of this type of dopaminergic neurotoxicity which has resulted from this kind of addiction because whether it's uh, drugs porn whatever social media they all act in the same uh, rewards pathway in the brain and uh, it's all essentially the same thing down to the wire so it, it, it makes life less enjoyable, basically, the more dependent we get on it to satisfy our needs, when in reality what we need is meaningful human connections, relationships, and just uh, an appreciation of nature and life. Do you, have you heard of the term mind-numbing? Yeah. Mind-numbing content? That is literally, that is like literally what people are doing. Like when, when we scroll through like, um, short-term media like over and over again and we're just like constantly exposing ourselves to different narratives and stories and ideas and thoughts like at a pace that no one could have predicted then we are literally making it impossible for our brains to like process things at like a normal pace into the fact that we physically we are like we can't think we are like separating ourselves emotionally from what we're seeing so that when we scroll through social media when we do these activities like we take away our ability to like actually process and understand things until we are just literally just like absorbing information and instead of like taking time to like put our opinions into it and what we feel and understand it's because it's so short we like we barely have the time to process it we can just accept it and that's why like a lot of our opinions we are unconsciously changed and especially the way we perceive ourselves like you might notice like the more time you spend on social media the worse you feel about yourself or like the more critical you are on yourself even if you're like, oh, I'm doing this to make myself happier. Just the funny thing is because most people who go on social media actually feel worse after they go on social media. But because this is the way they were raised, and because this is what's considered like, in our society, like a way of like downtime and a way of like, kind of like resting your brain and like allowing yourself to just not think and scroll and scroll. Like we are unconsciously like submitting ourselves to like this ignorance where we just kind of like allow other people's thoughts to control us and allow that to enter our brain. I'm gonna bring in something interesting here. I'm pretty religious, so a bit of a trigger warning here. <laughs> but I think I think we all were created to submit in a certain sense. Now the question is what do we choose to submit to? There is a saying in Islam, he who knows himself knows God. So when we and and I think that one of the main points of religion is to help us self-actualize to reach our top potential. As a I love that term. I was talking about Maslow's so hierarchy of needs. Self-actualization is the very peak of that pyramid. So, so I think that's a purpose of religion. But I think when we bring in all of these other influences, like social media stuff, that makes us focus on others and see the worst in ourselves rather than seeing the best in ourselves, then I feel like 
like that's the opposite of religion in a sense. I mean, it's a religion, but it's more like a cult because it <laughs> it, it like it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not I'm not saying like oh switch to a religion or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is like be true to yourself, and I think social media prevents us from doing that because it really does like you mentioned before. It causes us to go into this hive mindset of what does everyone else want. If you know what our podcast name is what the hive really um, <laughs> the beehive mindset. Considering that I've apparently been a recurrent guest on this podcast, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I don't know this guy. I know. Oh my god. Maybe we should replace you. Um, yeah, we should get Trina up here. <laughs> so true. That sounds weirdly ominous. You want to replace me? Oh my gosh. You already left for another caboose. I know. If someone doesn't conform to what we want them to be, we can just get rid of them. Kapow. That's the whole point of the <laughs> Well, it is 7.06 and my limousine should be arriving in about five minutes. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sphere is actually a celebrity. He's like our celebrity guest and he actually, um... I guess that makes sense why he doesn't remember our podcast. Oh, we're too low and humble. Because he's too busy touring the world yeah. because he's so famous and loved by... No. He's too busy touring with the chicken cavalry. <laughs> chicken cavalry. This this famous cash. <laughs> Am I gonna leave that in? I don't know. <laughs> leave it, leave it. Okay, well that's it for today's episode. I'm so glad that you guys got to join me. I would love to hear all about your thoughts in the comment section below. So please feel free to leave anything and um tune in next time for some ASMR, some ASMR and thought processing cognitive skills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye.